everybody at Life Unlimited Church. Thank you so much for having me. Hello to everybody online joining us as well. It's so good that you could be in the room with us. Pastor Sean and Linda Stanton, Mark and I love you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me be part of your church this weekend. I wish I could physically be in the room with you. Maybe one day I will. But until then, we just want to honor you for everything that you guys have done. And what an incredible church right in the most strategic city in Australia, Canberra. Wow, what God will do with the influence that you put in that city, only eternity would know. You know, I want to talk today about when chaos challenges you. When chaos challenges you. We are living in a time in the world where chaos is challenging all of us. No matter how rich, poor, whatever country we have been in, at some point in the last two years, chaos or 18 months, chaos has challenged us. And it can be really unsettling. You know, you make plans like I had plans to be in Canberra this weekend. And then just like that, Things change real quickly and we have to learn to be flexible. So how do we handle it when chaos challenges us? Psalm 93 verse 3 says, chaos once challenged you. The raging waters lifted themselves over and over high above the ocean's depths, letting out their mighty roar. Yet at the sound of your voice, they were stilled by your might. What a majestic king filled with power. If you flip over to Matthew 8, 23, there's a story about Jesus, which is quite similar. It says in verse 23, they all got into a boat and began to cross over to the other side of the lake. And Jesus exhausted, fell asleep. Suddenly a violent storm developed with waves so high, the boat was about to be swamped. Yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. The disciples woke him up saying, save us, Lord, we're going to die. But Jesus reprimanded them. Why are you gripped with fear? Where is your faith? Then he stood and rebuked the storm saying, be still. Instantly, it became perfectly calm. The disciples were astonished by this miracle and said to one another, who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey his word. You know, a definition of a storm is something that happens beyond your control, where you can't do anything to control the situation and you feel like you're in a storm. You know, the world is in the storm, like I said before, but maybe personally you're in a storm with finance, with your marriage, with relationships, with family, with work, with fear or depression, whatever it is. I'm praying that this word today will be like a sword in your hand that you will be able to handle chaos when it challenges you. Couple of things that I have learned when chaos has challenged me. Number one, go back to the word. Go back to the word. If the disciples knew their word, they would have remembered that in Psalm 93, it says that the sound of your voice, the waters were stilled. If they had remembered that, the way they approached Jesus would have been different. It would have gone from, God, wake us up, save us, to Jesus, speak your word. We know in your word it says when you speak, the seas are calm. We know that when you say something, the storm goes in Jesus' name. We just say something, Jesus, instead of pulling on him and shaking him and and telling him they're going to die. Maybe they forgot. Maybe they were ignorant. 
or maybe they actually didn't know the word of God. When you go through a storm, when you're in chaos, you need to remember the promises of the Bible. Psalm 33, four says, for God's word is something to sing about. He is true to his promises. His word can be trusted and everything he does is reliable and right. The word has already been spoken. It's already been taught. It's already been declared into your situation. You just need to find it. And nowadays it is so easy. You know, the Bible app, version. you can download that into your phone. You can put in the topic, the chaos that's challenging you, fear, depression, sickness. And suddenly within seconds, all the verses in the Bible that are related to that storm comes up and you can read it and declare it over your situation. It is that easy. Also go back to prophetic words. Whenever we go through a chaos, I immediately go back to the prophetic words that God has spoken over me because I have found that in those words, he's already given me an indication that I was going to go through this and that I was going to be fine. In 2014, we had a a guy come to us to preach. And he he's um, gifted in the prophetic, Apostle Corey Turner. I'm not sure if you know him, but he came to speak to us at Kingdom City and he was at this on the stage and he was declaring this amazing prophetic word over Kingdom City and he was saying you know Kingdom City is gonna be in nations and they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that and all the people around were standing and cheering and clapping and and getting really excited except me I was on the front row and I had my hands in my my head in my hands I was knelt down and I was crying and I was going, God, I don't think I want this. I don't think I want to go through this because all those people didn't know the price I would have to pay for Kingdom City to do this. The price my husband and I would have to pay to be able to do all that we were supposedly going to do. I had just had a baby. I was sick and I was like, I I just... I can't do this, God. No, this will kill me. As I was having this internal dialogue with the Lord, Pastor Corey saw me, jumped off the stage, went down, pulled the mic away, and whispered into me, yes, it's going to be hard, but you won't sink. And then he jumped up and went back on stage. And I sat there and went, what? Thank you, God. But you know what? That word has held me through every chaos that we have done. Yes, this is hard, but I'm not going to sink. My marriage isn't going to sink. My children aren't going to sink. This church isn't going to sink because God gave me a word. I will not sink. And I have held on to that as we have navigated this life and gone through chaos with all the things that God has called us to do. Go back to the word God spoke over you. Maybe as a child, as a teenager, read it. Go back to the word of God and speak it over your life when chaos challenges you. Number two, pray into the chaos. Don't go quiet. Pray. Get others to pray too. The more praying for you, the better. Psalm 91, 15. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you will fill my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. That is God's promise that he will answer our prayers. So we got to pray. I am astounded when people go through chaos. They don't tell anyone. 
you know, they go quiet. And they're like, no, 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 we can't, we can't let people know. We, 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 this is a private matter. This is private for the family. No, the more people that know, the more people that pray, the more, the faster, the quicker your breakthrough will happen. God hears your heart. He knows your desires and he won't ignore it. Recently, our family has gone through chaos, through a storm. My father-in-law was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer and it happened so fast. One week he was healthy, the next he was in hospital as fast as that was, and it was aggressive. And as we were in the hospital on that Wednesday, I will never forget hearing the diagnosis from the doctor, absolute shock. The first thing I did was go back to the prophetic words of my father-in-law. And I was reading these words over him to remind him that his life is not finished yet. The second thing I did was I started straight away a prayer chat. In fact, I kept saying to my mother, can I, can I send it now? Can I send it now? Can I send it now? I was nagging her because they needed to tell the family first. And as soon as I put the call out, we had hundreds join this prayer chat to pray for my father-in-law. You know, when he went in there, he had um, issues with his kidney and the markers on his kidney were, were really dangerous and the doctor was very worried. And they took blood tests and then they went away. Um, on, then I started that prayer chat. Within two hours, the doctor came back and said, that's strange. Your markers are normal for your kidney. They couldn't understand it. And they're like, we don't understand. Maybe it was the IV drip. I said, no, 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 no. He, didn't, he wasn't even on the IV drip. I was with him. He wasn't on the IV drip when you took the blood test. They're like, well, that, that, that's really strange. I'm like, that's not strange. That is a miracle. When we got people to pray, suddenly things happen. In Psalm 107, 19, it says, then we cried out, Lord, help us, rescue us. And he did. God spoke the words be healed and we were healed delivered from death's door the power of prayer when people come together unite and decide for a breakthrough God can't help but answer we have a pastor on our staff and he was in Cambodia on a missions trip and he was walking on this tiny little ledge um, from a boat to the land and he slipped on the ledge and there was this rusty pole that was there near him and it actually pierced right through his body and pierced his lung and um, created a hole in his lung. Well, one of our doctors from Malaysia was with him on the trip and called me and said, Pastor Jim, um, I don't think Matt, is Pastor Matt's going to make it. Um, his lungs are filling up with blood. We are in Cambodia and uh, we don't think they'll have the medical facilities. I said, that's okay. You just get him the best help and I'll pray. As soon as I got off that phone call, I went on to WhatsApp. Thank God for WhatsApp. Uh, we have a chat that has all our staff globally on that. And I said, I don't know what you're doing right now, but Pastor Matt is at death's door. I need you to stop right now, whatever it is, and begin to pray for his life. We had staff at a wedding, they, at wedding reception. They immediately all walked out and began to pray. We had staff in movie theaters. They began, they walked out of the movie theater, went into the foyer and began to pray. Mothers got out of their beds and began to pray. Husbands were out and about on pastoral visits. They stopped and began to pray. Not only that, all our lead pastors sent the call to all their prayer teams 
teams. Within five minutes, I had a thousand people praying for our pastor. It's no wonder by the time he got to the hospital, they took one x-ray, saw the hole. Then he was able to go to one of the best hospitals in Cambodia. That was a miracle in itself. And when they x-rayed him there, the hole was gone and they couldn't explain it. That is the power when people get together and they pray. When you're in a chaos, get your connect, your small group, your church to pray. It's not the time to fall away from church. It's the time to be in church and get people around you to pray and agree with you for your breakthrough. Here, number three, guard who speaks into the chaos. See, the disciples spoke and the storm didn't stop. Jesus spoke and the storm stopped. Two different outcomes. One spoke fear, the other peace. Negative voices, reports, news, they won't stop the storm. They only make it worse. So be careful who you allow to speak into your chaos. You know, Job's an interesting character because he definitely had chaos hit him. All this chaos in one day. And it's interesting that the enemy left his wife, you know, took everything else but left his wife. And she says in verse 9 of chapter 2 of Job, his wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, you're talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Words can create and people can drain and cause fear and the enemy will send them your way to make the chaos worse. Critical people close to you. In 1 Peter 2.15, it says, For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Don't listen to them. Oh, but we're just, you know, uh, here to tell you the reality of what's going on. Okay, maybe that's a reality in the natural, but my God is the supernatural. Don't agree with that stuff. Go, no, 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 no. My God gave me a promise. He gave me a word. I am going to stand on that. Many years ago, I was um, at home and I was quite sick. And during that week, I had five different people come to me and they tell me, you know, this is because of the life you and your husband are living. Your, your child's affected. This is when I had one child. Your marriage is affected. Your health is affected. How long are you going to do this gig? I had someone say to me, between two countries, this is when we had KL and Perth as our cities at Kingdom City, because, you know, we can't see this outlasting many more years. It's just, you know, it's, it's not very wise. And as each of them said these negative things to me, it was like a wet blanket being poured on me and I began to get weaker and weaker and weaker and I was there I was sick and they're saying these things to me and I'm feeling so bad so low and so helpless I managed to crawl into church that Sunday my husband had been away he wasn't around we had a guest speaker I crawl in and I come in late so I don't have to talk to anyone and I just kind of slide into my seat and the preacher gets up and he says, uh, before I start, I would just like Jemima to stand up. So I stood up and he says, I have a word for you from God. People this week have said things over your life that were not from God. 
They were from the enemy and it has caused an oppression. I break that now in Jesus name. You are doing the will of God. You are on the right track. You will not be or say what they have said is going to happen. And I pray blessing over you. I tell you what, those wet blankets just disappeared just like that. All five of them. Bang, 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 bang. Not only that, people that said those wonderful things to me were in the room. So I was like, did you hear that, everybody? Like, God will defend you. He will honor you. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. That is our job. When people are going through chaos, we need to build them up. And finally, be still. Be still in the chaos. And that is so hard to do sometimes because we add sometimes to the chaos. We are like in that boat and we're like moving the boat even more and more. And it's rocking unnecessarily by our thoughts, by our confessions. And we add drama to this. We want to move things. We want to fix things. We want to change things. And sometimes the only way to deal with the chaos is to be still. Our own complaints, our manipulation, our anger, our victim mentality, or our agreeing with fear enables the chaos to get bigger. But Jesus said to the chaos, be still. Psalm 93, 5 says, yet at the sound of your voice, they were stilled by your might. If we remain still and know he is God, we allow God to deal with the chaos. While we're trying to do it, God can't do anything. He's like, would you let me? Okay, all right, you just keep doing that. When you're ready, let me come in and let me still the storm. When you are still, you pick things up that you wouldn't pick up when you're moving fast. You know, in the movies, um, when you steal a frame, you can pick up so much more detail in the paused frame than you would if you had kept watching it regularly. If there's a car chase and you steal the frame, you can see all the different details of that scene when it is still. You can also see the mistakes. In uh, the Marvel movie, Doctor Strange, if you pause or steal the frame at the right moment, you see a cameraman in black dressed up on the wall like this. It's quite funny. They left it in the movie. You wouldn't pick it up if you didn't steal it at the right time. But when you steal the frame at the right time, you can see this little shocked cameraman. So it is with our life. When we are still, maybe there are things in us that are causing the chaos. Maybe there are wrong mindsets in us, lies that we have believed that are adding to the chaos. Being still lets us hear the Lord speak, lets us see the Lord move, and lets us rest in his presence. Lastly, I want to end on a story of what a nation did when they were faced with chaos in 1940. It's a story of, of about how one king managed to unite an entire nation to go after God. Let me read it. The German army rolled across France and the Low Countries at lightning speed. Those who were left from the ravaged armies retreated pell-mell towards the beaches of Dunkirk. Almost half a million troops were trapped with their backs to the sea. The German high command boasted, the British army is encircled and our troops are proceeding to its annihilation. Desperate for a miracle, King George went on national radio to call the British to a day of prayer on May 26, 1940. On that Sunday, churches across Great Britain overflowed with people praying for divine intervention. 
The string of miracles that followed make up one of history's most amazing stories. On the Monday after Sunday of them praying, when the Germans were within 10 miles of Dunkirk, Hitler suddenly overruled his generals and called a halt to the German advance. The next day, a furious storm blew over, grounding the German Air Force. A few miles away, a mysterious calm settled over the English Channel, allowing boats, some as small as 14 feet long, to set sail on glassy seas. It seemed that everything that could float left England, forming the largest rescue the world had ever seen. British pilots flying above claimed that so many boats jammed the waterway that one could walk across the Channel without getting wet feet. For three days, the bulk of the German Air Force remained grounded. German generals watched helplessly while more than 300,000 Allied troops were ferried across the Channel by fewer than 1,000 Navy and civilian craft. 700 of these vessels were small boats manned by boys and old men. The British High Command had hoped to rescue 30,000 soldiers during those 48 hours. Yet this rescue mission, manned mostly by citizen sailors, accomplished the miraculous by evacuating 10 times that many. Though World War II raged another five years, the miracle at Dunkirk proved to be a critical turning point by allowing a trapped army to escape. Hitler sealed his own Fate. Troops that escaped the beaches of Dunkirk would march victoriously through the streets of Berlin in 1945. In June 9, 1940, on a Sunday, King George called all the people again together and they sang this psalm from 124. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen and amen. What would it be like if a nation decided to unite together and pray and go to our God to ask for this chaos to end? When chaos challenges you, remember the word. Pray into the chaos. Guard who speaks to it and be still. I want to pray for you right now. If you're going through chaos, chaos is challenging you in whatever way or form that you will remember the word God has spoken over you, that you will be still and hear the Lord speak and that God will pull the right people around you to encourage and pray with you. Why don't we pray? Father God, I just pray right now for those that are going through a storm. In fact, if you're going through a storm, why don't you raise your hand? And if you're online, why don't you raise your hand too? The Lord sees the hands that are raised. I can't, but God can see. God, you see every hand raised, whether online or in the room, of those that are going through a storm right now where chaos is challenging them. Lord, I pray, would you speak into that chaos? Would that chaos leave, would subside? Would there be peace in Jesus' name? Whether it is with our health, relationship, finances, or even the season that the world is going through right now. Lord, I pray that one word from you can make everything turn around for good. Would that be right now in Jesus' name? Lord, would we just stay still enough 
to hear your voice. Put the right people around us that will pray with us, that will agree with us. Take the wrong people out. Father, and remind us of the words you have spoken to us. Give us verses in the Bible or prophetic words that were spoken over us, Lord God. Bring it back to our mind that we can declare over our situation, Lord. I pray for those especially who are facing disease, terminal sickness right now. God, I pray for a miracle in that situation. Would you come and heal by the mighty power of Jesus? Would you just... We just declare kingdom order over that body now in Jesus' name, that every fiber of their being will burn with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And right now I just want to ask, if you have never asked Jesus into your heart, you've never had our God be your God, and you've heard this message, maybe you did a long time ago, but you know you're away from the Lord too. I just want to invite you to pray this simple prayer with me, inviting Jesus back into your heart or inviting him in for the first time, that God would be your God and that you could start this journey and, and run to someone, a, a supernatural God who will be able to speak into your chaos.